0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brews and Bruins. This is season four, episode 21, uh, sponsored by DraftKings. We are uh, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins diehards, and pride diehards. I'm Drew. We got Cam. We got Kat. We got Chris. Um, and we got some celebrating to do on a lot of fronts uh, in terms of the Bruins. Um, but first, before we get to that, how are you guys doing? And. Got anything to drink? I see Cam. See Cam pouring something. There. Yeah, I wasn't sure
2: what the vibe would be like, but then I thought if we surpassed David Krejci's 1,000 game without somebody toasting, it was gonna be a problem. So, upon uh, this rock, I shall drink my drink. Uh, <laughs> doing well though. I we, yesterday was a recovery day. I don't know. Drew and I were at the uh, the Bruins Leafs game on Saturday. That turned out to be like probably the best game of the season so far. And I wasn't so much hung over the next morning, despite we did we got after pretty good, respectfully um we made some some friends before the game uh from saskatchewan or something like that we can get to that in a few minutes here but um it was more just i think the whole experience just took it out of me and i felt like a walking zombie yesterday i don't know about you so recovering got the day off uh today i'm feeling a lot more better closer to 100 percent um but certainly worth it
0: yeah I, i was i realized i was hungover yesterday when we got in the car and started driving and i couldn't turn the music volume up beyond four (laughs) Um, So that's what I was like, okay, all right, I am indeed hungover. Tried to deny it for a bit. Well worth it. Well worth it.
2: Uh, How's life out in Cali, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, during that game, I was drinking tea. And during this podcast, I am drinking tea. Hey. could use some for my larynx after that. I had had some beers in between, but, you know, it's, it's still... It's not morning, but it's still like what early afternoon for us. So I think
1: we also don't have any beer in the house right now.
3: We have one seltzer,
0: I think. Oh, I also have some tea. I got some uh, half and half iced tea lemonade, Arnold Palmer. Drinkability 37, tasteability 37.
1: Love that. Yeah,
3: I've got myself a a Lipton with some uh, Italian sweet cream creamer um, that I stole from my lovely fiance here
1: <laughs> I'm it's drinking done. coffee it's been a uh, like historically rainy here for the last couple days like the hammering that la got ours isn't quite as bad but it's been it was it was an adventure driving home from work on Saturday um so yesterday we took it kind of easy and didn't want to we went out to Costco on a necessary run but didn't do any additional like beer shopping um, because we didn't want to go outside, because it's gross, and nobody here knows how to drive in the rain. So,
3: and the roads just
1: the roads here are not built for it. So you'll see people go through an intersection and just like dip down into just like a cavern of water.
2: Mm. So. A couple of cars like caulking the wagon like in the fucking Oregon Trail, at least the it's, video game. I
1: don't Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been something.
2: Um, I guess I'll do our only review here then. I was trying to get a read before the show of like, or I was going to text like, is anybody else drinking? Cause I was also at coffee about 30 minutes ago, Cat, I just made the immediate turn to immediate hard seltzer. Trip. Uh, so I'm drinking. I, I did decide to keep it light though. This is a wild Maine hard seltzer. Um, it's brewed in Orno. I think it's brewed by, I don't know, maybe, I guess it says wild Maine hard seltzer company. So maybe it's separate from Orno brewing, but, um, Local brand, obviously, seltzer, vodka, water, all that good stuff. Uh, mango, pineapple, checking in at 5%. I like these because they're not, like, super sweet. I do like some of the, you know, like, high nudes and stuff is good, but sometimes you're just not really looking for that sort of thing. Um, so a nice kind of more traditional, like, tastes like an actual seltzer kind of drink here. Because of that drinkability, the 28, pretty good. Tastability, uh, tasteability, I'd say, like, a 10, but... It's a pleasant ten, so yeah. Shouts to Wildman; they have some good other flavors too. I like; a, I think they have like a blueberry lemon one they or something sure like do. that. It's I, really, really good.
1: I looked them up. Um, they are technically made by Arona Brewing, but they, they are their own okay. separate
2: LLC like, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so it's like they have their own LLC guys. Wildman Hard Seltzer, but then when you look like at an actual review of it, it is. By
0: dream, so they're uh, they, they were a monopoly and they got broken up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, them
2: them. And like, the, like most U.S. monopolies, they just are still operating under different titles. It's good, um, but yeah, no, if you're uh, if you're in New England, I'm not really sure how far they distribute out because I've never seen I think They make
0: it down new. to mass, they make it down to Do mass, that. okay. So, yeah, you
2: could probably, I think, I may have actually seen them at Fenway last year, maybe I'm making that up now, but um, they are very good, so. Definitely check them out if you're if you're in the area or or not and you see them anyway.
0: Um but yeah. Uh let's go right into the Bruins talk here. I think maybe maybe let's go in order. Let's hit the Leafs game and then we can talk about one cray, one K Rachy. Um speaking of which I just got that pun like during the game. Um <laughs> <done>. but but <laughs> Um. So yeah, Bruins played the Leafs. Cam and I were fortunate enough to go. Um. What a just a what a game! It was playoff atmosphere in the Garden
2: for sure for that one. It was. uh, We got that energy started nice and early too, Drew. We were down about forty-five minutes before puck drop uh in North Station at one of the bars, and Drew and I were trying to slam a couple before we got into the Garden because you know we only had so many limbs to sell off for a drink, so we had to make sure we rationed once we got in the door, but um we were downstairs you know minding our own business drew was wearing uh his uh mark recce jersey much respect there mm-hmm. uh, i was wearing the, the bruise bruins hoodie and we were joined by a nice no, re- no respect there <laughs> very very sloshed toronto maple Leafs fan in an austin matthews jersey who greeted us by walking up and saying oh i hate all you motherfuckers <laughs> and i said oh that's gonna work out well for you tonight buddy uh and we ended up chatting with him he was a pretty nice guy uh he was definitely hammered it was a whole strategy of just walking up and telling people he hated him in Bruins jerseys because you know I mean like we were nice but other people I'm sure were going to be less forgiving than that so um but we had a nice little chat with him he ended up he was like after two minutes he was like you know I fucking hate you guys but but you guys you guys seem different (laughs) and we're like yeah "Yeah, man thanks and he goes who's who's your favorite fucking Bruin anyway? And I was just like, um, probably Patrice Bergeron. He's like, all right, yeah, actually, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can't talk shit about Bergeron. Um, but he was a nice guy. I asked him where he was from. I was like, oh, you from Toronto? He's like, nah, man, I'm from fucking Saskatchewan. And I was like, oh, shit. You really got the haul down here then. Um, and then after a couple minutes of him telling us once again, reiterating that he hates, quote, all of us motherfuckers, um he moved on uh he somehow got like half of a or like a third of a cup of a plastic cup of vodka not really sure where it came from and he was just trying to offer it to everyone it was a bold strategy he was like hey fuck you but you want this vodka and most yeah. of the people were like no and then one guy of course was like, hell yeah man and just ripped it um so anyway you could tell like an hour before puck drop it was gonna be a good one it was gonna
1: perfect be good vibes
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs>
1: I love Saskatchewan fans because a whole group of Rough Riders, which is their CFL team, they come down to Arizona during like the February, March-ish months, depending on the time of year. There's like a whole group of them who would come down, stay in Glendale and go to like a bunch of Coyotes games in their Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like green apparel. So they weren't even dressed for like another hockey team. They just came down as the Rough Riders crew and like, would just fill up an entire section of the arena and <laughs> had, like a standing ticket agreement with the team for it. And
3: always Maggie. really
1: nice, but like mm-hmm. they're the most Canadian of Canadians. Like people from Saskatchewan like cannot hide it. Do
3: and... they all walk around with a boom box just playing Rough Riders anthem on repeat?
1: Oh buddy, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah no they're like i i loved when they would come into town they're they're delightful but like I, I can see them just being absolutely hammered at a bruins game and i wouldn't trust that that was vodka honestly I the yeah. first thing i did was
2: sniff it and it was definitely vodka I was Ooh. which probably wasn't the smartest move either but i was like all right mm-hmm. let's see this looks like water and then i was like oh no that's definitely vodka
0: it's like no i'm good yeah Never, never trust a stranger, especially in a Leafs jersey when he's hammered. No, um, that's, that's an emphasis on that. Uh, but the game itself was pretty good, pretty back and forth. Um, and I mean, when Grizzly scored that, what, what was it? it was a minute and 16 minute 17 left in the game when he scored um, the guys, the three people next to us missed every single Bruins goal. Or I, think, I think one of them missed every single one two yeah. of them missed uh all like three the first three of them um did you
3: find out where they were
0: they just kept coming back with beers so yeah. like unless they were like a member of like a club or something at the garden then they were just at the concession stands yeah, like, i don't know the time, yeah they were and, hammering them by and- the Third goal they missed. We Cam and I kept going like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you I was getting, getting here. pissed at some point. I was like, you need to go, go stop. back
1: away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
2: then he came back with a beer and he was like, you want this? And I was like, all right, you can stay. <laughs> so you, you, you can yeah. trust a
0: Bruins fan with a beer. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. you can offer you there. alcohol can? I know.
2: That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's we've we've got those kind of faces. We're just very friendly. We were also sitting next to a girl who claimed to be a Bruins and Maple Leafs fan, and I was like, look, that was not the time for this. But like, at some point, we're gonna have to have a chat. Um, I guess I she guess was nice from though, so. she
0: was from Toronto but then grew up like in the Boston area so I think I guess that's how but like still still that's
1: a little I difficult. mean some of us are given Leafs jerseys as children and then decide we like the Bruins instead so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna judge her too hard I don't have a Johnny Bauer figurine in our office right now so
3: oh did you uh did you ever mention on the podcast what my dad no. got you for Christmas
1: so Chris's dad is <laughs> the goat, uh, no disrespect to my dad, but, and so for Christmas each year, he's gotten me just like the coolest little hockey gifts. Um, like last year he got me a very cool little goalie necklace that looks like very classy and delicate. So like, I'm not ashamed to say I've worn it to weddings. Um, <laughs> and people look closer and they're like, is that a goalie? Um, and this year he got me a signed, uh, Cheever card which is... Oh, nice. Just the coolest shit ever, and it's... Gary like, Cheevers,
2: right, uh, right, Cam? <laughs> hey, you know, we took this... We already had this last episode. You can go yeah, back. It's like, Gary, a, that's like Gary, a once Gary, per Gary. season kind of roast now, you know? It's all
1: right. Giordano? Um, no, it, it was very cool, and he always, like, gives it... He always gives me my gift with, like, less than zero fanfare, because Chris's dad does not like holidays. Um, And so he just like very quietly handed it over and was like, I just saw this thought it was pretty cool. And I pulled it out and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Cause I, my Johnny Bauer figurine is also signed. And that was given to me right after Johnny Bauer passed. And so now I have the two of them sitting next to each other next to a little picture of baby Catherine and her first ever Leafs jersey, which is fine. We'll put a picture of Isabel in her first Bruins jersey next to it to balance it out, and all will be right with the world.
3: And, and wait, what are we, uh, why are we talking shit about this girl being a Leafs and Bruins fan when we have Drew
2: on this podcast? Hey, podcast. Yeah, and yeah, also, yeah. that was escalated. I wouldn't say I was talking shit. I was just bringing up the fact that it was unusual. Um, but of course, yes, Drew is, is the primary offender here.
0: Uh, I guess I'll never let that down. Uh, but but you know what won't let you down, DraftKings. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can feel the nah. sweat and take a shot at an even bigger payout. With DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round to get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, I, I kind of sensed we were, we were off the Leafs game talk to that and felt that was a DraftKings was a worthy transition to the King, the King of the day, David Krejci with his one K Krejci, uh, his thousand thousandth game. Seriously. I just, I just figured that out during the game when they were kept like the Bruins kept tweeting out one Krejci, And I was like, what, <laughs> um, I finally got it once I saw a graphic that emphasized the one K in it. But uh,
2: David—that was Gre- the one Sean made, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was honestly, our own graphic. Yeah. This was the
0: most bold of the Bruins. It was stylish. well done. I actually—I was
2: very impressed by it. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, Krejci at a thousand games. I, I mean, what can you guys say just about about David Krejci and watching him all this time? The the thousandth game kind of snuck up on me. I didn't really realize it until someone tweeted out uh, during the Leafs game that was his 999th game. I was like, wow, really? We're at a thousand. Jesus. Um, but great, great guy. He's a great guy.
2: Uh, <laughs> one of the yeah. most clutch playoff performers for the Bruins. Yeah. Um I
1: no, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say, I, I feel like it's so rare for like athletes to get like a true appreciated encore in their career. Like you get guys on retiring and pulling breath ours, and at some point it just feels like you don't really need them there anymore. Um, but this does feel like we're getting just like the gravy with David Krejci's career. Like he, he totally could have called it and gone to Czechia and, you know, played a couple seasons there and hung them up and been like an all time Bruins great for just everything he did to really anchor this team. I mean, obviously you look back at like the 2010, early 2020s Bruins now, and it's like, it's your Patrice Bergeron's and Zidane Ocharas and Tuukka Rask and Tim Thomas and all that. But you really, really can't go without saying David Krejci too. He's, he was as important to, to those teams as any of those guys, just keeping the not only just like in in you know the 2011 Cup run and and the, the years that they did really well, but even just in their off years, giving them enough of a stable presence despite having some kind of ridiculous wingers over the years, to let them really continue to try to compete and and keep this team at a, at a playoff level for so long, and um, to see him back here doing it again, and I mean obviously in, in fitting honor tonight was was amazing but just the whole the whole treat of this year i feel like the david crazy celebration has to kind of extend on and it it feels right that we're kind of getting him and bergeron i don't know who knows what's going to happen after this season but um it feels like we're kind of getting their both both of their last hurrahs kind of this this season so i feel like it's fitting that they're going to go out together
1: hopefully i i do think it's very funny that uh he he came back to sort of on the unspoken condition that he would get to play with David Pasternak. Um, Last week, obviously, they had things shuffled around a little bit. Um, Pasta was playing with Bergeron and Marchand again. Um, I would like to point out that this week I uh, am sitting 10th out of 12 in our fantasy league. Drew is sitting 11th out of 12. Um, Last week, David Krejci had zero goals, zero assists. Uh, no power play points, three cumulative shots on goal. They put him back with Posternak today to start off my uh, matchup against Drew, who has Krejci and uh, he got three assists, a plus four, and four shots on goal. Um, I love his that he just elevated his game once he got to play with his buddy again. Um, yes, yeah, he absolutely-
0: purposely tanked not with him to force
3: the absolutely.
1: To play tanked my matchup against you just right from the get-go. That's going to be a real hard hole to dig myself out Mm -hmm. from. Um, So I appreciate that from him. I appreciate that from John Montgomery too. Jim. Jim. Jay. John Jacob, Jim
3: Montgomery. (laughs)
1: Montgomery. (laughs)
3: Uh, Yeah, I love David Krejci. I don't think that's a secret here. Um, Him playing a thousand games uh, does not... uh, what's greater than infinity. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I love that in classic David Krejci fashion, he had three assists in his thousandth game. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll, I, I'm guessing we'll talk about this after, but the, the Zaka game immediately after signing that extension and not in any small part due to David Krejci playing with them as well. Um, I think, A lot of that is a result of, you know, David Krejci being there and being able to kind of take Zaka under his wing, very similar type of player.
1: No pun intended. Mm -hmm.
3: (sighs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we're – Krejci's always been a pretty streaky player. Uh, Obviously, uh, Kat mentioned last week he didn't do a whole lot um this week doing a whole lot already um and but overall on the season he's been you know a little bit under a point a game and but, i mean what what are you expecting from david Craig? he's on he's on pace for 20-ish goals and have 45 50 assists who knows um mm-hmm. that's just that's a good season
2: that's
1: a that's a good season for anyone yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: i will say um I was a little bit underwhelmed today. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought the defense really, you know, stepped up, held the Eagles the you know, nothing there. Good, good, strong offense. But uh, for the for the New England offense to score just one touchdown for David Krejci's thousandth game, I thought they really could have honored them a little bit more than that. So uh, just, <laughs> just the six nothing yeah. could have been dad a little jokes better. 60 going, uh, yeah. going on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we had to get Lancey to track our dad jokes per sixty stats and see what. <laughs>
0: but yeah um moving along you mentioned zaka chris uh signed to a four-year deal 4.75 million um just so, like personal well actually when we heard about that deal we were in uh we were in sully's cam and i after the game having a, a beer while we waited for um, oh, yeah. our train and someone announced it like right next to us I was like no way hell yeah and he like looked at me weird like it was a horrible sighting um (laughs) that is a stellar signing especially if you consider that Zaka is gonna be in your top six for the foreseeable future um and maybe even taking over one of those center positions once Bergeron and Krejci are out um and he's already played well and then he plays a game like he does today um obviously you can't expect that every single night for him to you know be putting up points like that or to be taking wild slap shots that send him sliding to the ice um but i i think that is a really stellar signing when you consider that he he can slot in at any position right wing left wing center uh and he's probably gonna and have to goalie. play center yeah he could play goalie too why not oh you get all mark and swayman injured he's he's the next man up there um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i just think that's a that's a really really solid signing um just considering that he is going to be in this top six for the next four years and to get him at that price uh that's a bargain
1: look inflation is sky high right now they got <laughs> for well below market rate when you consider the way that things are trending no i think it's i think it's a really good deal um you could probably find someone comparable on the free agent market for that price, but it would be a bit of a question mark and it would probably be someone older. Um, And that's, that's a big part of it for me is he's young. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You have someone who, like you said, for the foreseeable future and it's not the foreseeable future with like a high likelihood of decline. It's the foreseeable future where like, he's technically in the peak of his career. Mm -hmm. So Getting someone during their best years for essentially under five mil per is fantastic.
3: Yeah, if you put it in the context of what Charlie Coyle was paid. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. Where I think also kind of a similar player at the time, but also was older when he got that contract. Mm -hmm. I think he was like 27 or 28 when they signed that. Um, And uh, I mean, Zaka already showing that he can be a really good defensive player, can play all three positions, like you mentioned, Drew, um, and has that playmaking game and that he showed off uh, on that first Posternak goal. Um, and I mean, the big worry with him is that he can't hit the broadside of a barn with a shot. Um, <laughs> he had a couple of times this season missed wide open nets, but it was really nice to see him just absolutely plant one today. Um, I think the narrative that guys playing in their contract year, are always going to put up big numbers because, you know, they're extra motivated is a little iffy because, you know, some guys need that security. They want to, they want to know where they're going to be and playing with that added pressure sometimes isn't the best thing. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of makes you grip your stick a little tighter sometimes and I mean a guy like Pasternak I don't think he's playing uh extra well because he wants to say fuck you to the Bruins but I mean <laughs> some guys do that as well it's just uh I mean I think he's just a really talented player but um
1: I mean these guys want to win they're not gonna that's what I always find so weird is when they're like oh this guy's not gonna Try as hard once he once he's signed his contract, they still want to win. They're not gonna say, "Oh, I, I got my money and I'm, I'm done playing." <laughs> it's a weird narrative that I don't fully understand from anyone who's ever played a sport. I don't see how anyone would have that mentality there. Yeah, that's just I, a yeah. big
2: lack of understanding about an athlete's mentality of like you don't get yeah. that level without. Wanting to, or needing to win. <laughs> yeah.
3: I do think this is a smart time to be making that deal, though, because yeah, yeah. if you kind of see like, okay, this is what we're gonna do with the lineup going forward. Like we tried it out with Pasta on the top line, obviously it works. But I think when Jake DeBrus comes back, like that's gonna be the top line, and you can have that check line as the second line. Zaka obviously flourishes there there's a possibility that he kind of has like that point explosion going forward. And I mean, not necessarily (laughs) expecting it to happen immediately in the game after you sign that contract. But I mean, there's a world in which he has like a 55, 60 point season by the end of the year. And you're like, Oh, well, (laughs) he knows what's going on here. He knows two older Bruins centers that, you know, who knows who's coming back between the two of them. And they need some security there. He's he knows what the free agent market's going to look like, or at least his agent does. And you know, there's a there's a world in which that becomes a six million dollar contract. And I think signing that
1: that's that's what Taylor Hall is signed for. And I don't think that one contract that's not panning out necessarily means that that should be the contract that everything is based on. But I would argue that Pavel Zaka has been a more valuable player for the Bruins this year than Taylor Hall. Uh, for large stretches. Um, and I know that because Taylor Hall's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> he's done jack-all for me. Um,
0: yeah, he's been very hot and cold. He's been, this he's been streaky.
1: Pretty pretty frustrating to watch. Um, but yeah, I think you when you can get a young player for that kind of deal, uh, it's worth signing them, especially for, I mean, four years is, I think, a perfect contract length. It's not... Mm-hmm. So short that if he becomes like, if he really flourishes in the next year or two here, you know, if he does have that 55, 60 point season, that becomes, like you said, a six or $7 million deal. Um, but it's also not like, it's not like the Cal deal. That was what, like seven or eight years at a lower price that very clearly did not work out the way it intended to. So you're not, anchoring yourself to someone who essentially is a middle six guy if he does fall off so
3: yeah and it's kind of a win-win at the like i'm just looking up he's 25 years old that's that's a win-win for the team and for the player because when he comes off that deal he's what,
1: 29-year-old he's a 29 year old ufa
3: like 30 because it starts oh, yeah, next that's year true. but i mean that's an age where you can get paid out for five six years um if if that original deal goes well
2: hmm Yeah. I got nothing to add. You guys hit all the boxes. I, I feel like for a GM who, who catches probably more heat than he should, uh, Don Sweeney makes a lot of deals that are pretty smart. Mitchell
3: Miller notwithstanding.
2: Yeah. That. We talked about that with Court a couple of weeks ago, and of course we're not in the building, but we were – hypothesizing that that reeked of my namesake cam neely probably more than sweeney um but again having asterisk that because none of us are in the room for those conversations so yeah i'm
3: not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt there either just
2: yeah agreed <laughs> agreed but
3: um i don't think cam neely was there being like you're fired if you don't sign this deal but...
0: <sighs> well in the words of nick folino so you're telling me I should just go fucking pound his face in? <laughs> <laughs> that's Best what hot Mike.
2: said to Sweeney when they, they told him they were signing him. Mean, they so you're telling me I should just go fucking pound his face? <laughs> yeah. Best
0: hot mic of the season right yeah, there.
2: that's good. That's very good.
0: And also the name of the episode. I had to, I had to like force it in somewhere so that we could <laughs> actually make it the episode title with it making sense. But for anyone who didn't watch the game, Felino got like an extra two for cross-checking and a little... A little scrum with whoever the fuck it was and uh me. yeah mm-hmm. who had a really rough game just in terms yeah. of getting tossed around <laughs> like, really definitely did. one of those times should have been a penalty i don't think it should have been the felino situation per se but uh just <laughs> kept sliding right into the boards going down hard yeah i mean
1: he's the he's the king of running his mouth um mm-hmm. But I think he got goaded a little too much in this game, and it threw him off his game, and he looked incredibly ineffective.
3: It's, it's um, goaded with a D, not – Yeah. A he
1: got goated. <laughs> no. Um, the Flyers got goaded. we got a real yeah.
3: Gen Z podcast going, right? <laughs> yeah. He was goaded, but then, you know, he took <laughs> a real hard slam into the wall. Is so.
1: that – can we – can we go?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a Gen Z thing.
1: Yikes.
2: <laughs> means he was uh, crowned the goat getting Lionel little Messi. Um it was hilarious watching uh like the flyers try to pull off like you know off the rope flying elbows and like just they it was just head hunting for the last like 15 minutes of that game and just still continuously being scored on <laughs> like it just it was it was pleasing it was pleasing but um you guys want to get to this listener question it's really it's something. I would love. Okay. It. Yeah. okay. So this was asked 12 days ago in typical fashion. Uh, somebody's got to remind me to check. You know, I'm like working. There. I just don't think have to check the messages, but I need to. Anyway, uh, here's here's proof that I need two more. Comes from Matt Bray. Says, hey, everyone. My name is Matt. I'm from Salt Lake City. And obviously, I'm a massive Bruins fan, parentheses, and beer fan. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years now, and I love it. Thanks, Matt. As I was listening to one of your more recent episodes, someone mentioned that Cam had been fired. I thought maybe it was a joke or a slip up in some way, but now I'm noticing that you guys haven't been releasing episodes, which is a huge bummer. I was very much looking forward to a post winter classic episode. Is everything all right over there with Bruce and Bruins signed Matt?
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's a a long time running joke. There was a period of time where Cam uh, had some work scheduling issues where we just could not. There, there was no way we could make it work where Cam could be on the podcast twice a week.
1: I think I ended up on the podcast more than Cam during that that show. Yeah.
3: And so yeah. we just kind of joked around that Cam had been fired. Um, so now every time Cam can't make an episode, we just kind of drop in like Cam's been fired. Uh, so don't worry, Matt. <laughs> the uh, the lack of uh, releasing episodes was more of a, a holiday
2: thing, I think. I mean, yeah, it was, it was more of yeah. a holiday thing.
3: Yeah, we uh, we were all doing things. Uh, a couple of us were getting engaged. Congrats, Druid Cam.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's fired uh, from the pod, but not from my heart.
3: heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> good good question.
2: I did love it. I, love that. I love thought of somebody fired. being like, shit, wait, I thought they were kidding, but now I'm not <laughs> seeing anything happening
1: anymore. Cam I think like Cam has been fired. Cam
3: has
2: been out
1: here. Scam has been.
2: <laughs>
0: I think I'm surprised that's the first time anyone's asked us, is everything okay at Bruising Road? <laughs> no. <laughs> not <for this> <laughs> I
1: appreciate that there. question, though, because I feel like we need it.
0: Yeah,
3: Cam was fired, but no cap. Now he's been low key goaded, so he's back.
2: <laughs> yeah, i been a flex on him. <laughs> I understood none of that. <laughs> oh, goddamn. I think we've already hit our allotment of poor jokes in this podcast. Yeah, really? got to wrap this baby up here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, anything else before, yeah, we,
1: before we go? Be, before it ends, I did want to uh, – I, I told Chris I begged him to let me uh, be on the one right after the Leafs game because uh, my favorite uh, non-Bruins player uh, is on the Leafs right now, um, and that mm-hmm. is Michael Bunting um and he once again scored against the Bruins um and I just wanted to put it out there into the universe on a recording that he is a UFA after this season and I would love him to get signed by Boston um I don't I think if you can he'll stay with Toronto he's a he's a good Scarborough boy a neighbor of Wayne Simmons and they like to go around and just like wreak havoc together but uh, he was the first pro player I ever interviewed, and he told me that the player he models his game after the most is Brad Marchand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love
1: and, it. Uh,
2: yeah, he tried to kick Trent Frederick <laughs> with his skate, so I can... <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Somebody tried to do that to me once. It was a bummer. They missed, He's, thank a,
1: God. he's an absolute delight. He's, a, he's, he's one of the players that I like watching, because he does everything he can to just infuriate the other team. I once watched an AHL lineup, like the entire bench was fighting him. And you could see his head like popping up, just mouthing off. You could see his mouth just forming, And uh, so he, he definitely has that, that Marshandish vibe about him. And he scored his first goal in the NHL against the Bruins. Scored again against them on Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> and he is only making a million per right now. Um, so if he wanted to come to Boston, I feel like he's the type of antagonist that they can always use more of. Although with Trent Frederick and Brad Marchand in the lineup, uh, I don't know how much more you can add. That's only
2: two lines deep. You need that rolling for all. You you need
1: one on each line Just somebody who absolutely infuriates the other team. Add him to the line with, he, he does play well on a top line. Um, he elevates his game well. He's been playing with Marner and Matthews, um. Pretty consistently since he signed with Toronto. So you could put him with Zaka and Pasternak and round that out with someone who just likes to absolutely get murdered by the other team sometimes.
3: Is he a left wing?
1: Uh, he's, he floats. Okay.
0: I mean, I, very buoyant.
3: I think he's probably going to get paid by somebody. Uh, and the Bruins are uh, low on cap space, but I would love to see that as well.
2: Drop him off in Scarborough, Maine. i will feel right at home.
0: Yeah. I was about to yeah. mention, shouts to Scarborough, Canada, which always fucking pops up when I have to Google Scarborough, Maine, for work and forget to <laughs> type in Maine. And I go on there. I go on your uh, city website a lot, Scarborough. It's it's pretty good, I guess.
1: That's uh, it's where my mom's from. My mom, Wayne Simmons, Devonte Smith, Kelly, and Michael Bunting. <laughs> Real That's solid lineup.
2: Commonly grouped together, yeah. Shouts so to do, uh, Scarborough and Saskatchewan on this pod. <laughs> we see you canada (laughs) all right
0: well i think that about does it going once going twice going three times sold two uh no one wants to buy us good night everyone oh i forgot to